Halter Show. Unhappy Thanksgiving. Uh, have a good Indigenous People's Day. On this episode, I speak to Dallas Goldtooth, who is a very talented comedian and activist. And depending on when you're listening, if you're listening on Thanksgiving Day, you can see Dallas and other comedians. And to do that, just go to bioneers.org. That's B-I-O-N-E-E-R-S dot org and check out their conference that he's going to be participating in comedically. My guest co-host on today's show is Leslie Lee, host of the Struggle Session podcast. His Twitter is Leslie Lee III, as in Leslie Lee III. Please support The Katie Helper Show on Patreon at patreon.com slash The Katie Helper Show. Again, that's patreon.com slash The Katie Helper Show. You can support the show by just paying $1 a month. If you want to have access to Patreon-only content that's extended interviews or additional interviews, you can pay $5 a month. This episode starts right after a chat that Leslie and Lee and I had with Rania Kalik, where we read some hate tweets. And you can hear that interview if you're Patreon supporters at the $5 level. So that's patreon.com slash the Katie Helper Show. That's where you can hear the chat with Rania Kalik. We're also going to be providing you with a bit of an, an analysis that I do with Leslie Lee about a video that has some interesting things to, to say about me and others and how we are apparently Russian infiltrators. We've infiltrated the left and we are doing Putin's bidding. Please rate and review the podcast. If you're watching the video, please like and subscribe. And to subscribe, you hit the subscribe and then the bell as well. And you get notifications. I just want to encourage everyone who has ever urged to take something down. Honestly, it's like a union. It's a numbers game. It's like a union. You don't take it down. It becomes harder to like um, delegitimize and smear. So everyone should ignore that stuff. Seriously. Yeah. Ignore it. And honestly, if people are telling you not to watch or read something, like yeah. go watch and read it and check yeah. it out and think about it yourself. Don't yeah. let Katie Michelle tell you what to think. Yeah. Anyway, on that Unless note. Unless you like Scooter Libby and uh, Dr. Strangelove. Yeah. yeah. Thank you, Rania. Thanks. Thanks. Bye, guys. Thank you, Bye. Bye, Leslie. Bye, Katie. Bye. Have Bye. a great show. Thank you. Great. Okay, guys, I'm so excited about our next guest. He's so funny. I already said this, but I'm going to say it again in case anyone's joining us. Also, make sure you take this moment to like and share and subscribe to the stream. This man is a real renaissance man. He's a comedian. He is a water protector. He's an organizer. And he really, I think, kind of like bridges the gap between um, serious issues, but also humor, obviously, and fun and joy. He's one of the founders, one of the co-founders of the 40, 1491s, which is an all-Indigenous uh, comedy troupe. And he is uh, the Keep It In The Ground campaign organizer for the Indigenous Environmental Network. So without any further ado, Dallas Goldtooth. Hello. Hello. Welcome. Thank you so much for coming. This is my co-host, Leslie Lee. Nice to see you leslie nice to meet you dallas how's it going that voice it's like butter oh my god leslie's voice i love it i know it's so good it's it's like you can barely figure out who's talking when me or leslie (laughs) yes absolutely i agree with that yeah yeah. just throws it off i um i've been listening for a while and i love the little tidbit of information that you left the last what's what's her name the last Rania, when yeah. she when you y'all said like if someone tells you not to watch it, you should watch it. That's my uncle gave me that exact same advice when I watched my first porno. So it is absolutely <laughs> yeah. true. You know, your life <laughs> yeah. will go in different directions when you watch something you're not supposed to watch. Yeah. For better or for good, unclear. Yes, but in, in one direction. <laughs> hello, and, everyone. Hello. Um, where where are you joining us from? What um are you? I'm home? in my back porch. Okay. Is that what you wanted oh, nice. to know? Yeah, looks That's great. It's an outdoor. Studio? It's an indoor. No, it's outdoors. Like it's all screen right here. It. There's yeah. mosquitoes outside. No, it's a it's an enclosed. I'm I'm in Chicago. Chicago. Oh, Chicago. Where I'm at. All right. Or or, or sorry, I forgot. I'm I'm supposed like in the woke. You're right. Yeah. Obviously, work spaces. I'm on stolen land occupied Anishinaabe territories of so called Chicago. Okay. Got it. That's where I'm at. Since you mentioned your uncle and it's that holiday, 
I just want that I want that shall not be named. I want to share a photo of my late uncle who's awesome, and I show a video of him a lot on the show. But let me just show you him and his and his shirt. That's the shirt he would wear on Thanksgiving. (laughs) Yes. I think everyone has an uncle that will wear that shirt. <laughs> yeah, but he was also, a, I mean, I guess. Yeah, I hope so. Uh, it's like the opposite of the racist uncle. But he was more than, I mean, he wasn't just signs and uh, slogans. He he got arrested a bunch of times. Hell yeah. Uh, I hope for some cool stuff. For, for shoplifting. <laughs> yeah. or, um, or actually, he got arrested for Punching elderly people. That's what he got arrested for. Yeah, no, he was, he, it was, uh, I come from a long line of actually people doing stuff. Like my grandfather, I never met. He got arrested for climbing up a pole outside the Austrian embassy after Hitler, uh, Hitler invaded. Anyway, he caught at one point, doesn't matter. The, 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 the punchline, if you will, is that he took down a swastika. And then my uncle, he was part of the Du Bois Club, which was basically the young communist party. And he got arrested and, uh, and then now this is my last humble brag. My mom's boyfriend and friend, the family was one of the first three guys to go to to jail for not going to Vietnam, for not being conscientious objectors. And my uncle basically wrote his like speech where he was saying he wasn't going to go to, to war. And I know that because I had that family friend of ours uh, read that letter on ca- camera. And he's like, he happens to have this weird 1940s accent. And he's like, I'm a Puerto Rican and I barely saw my mother. And he's like, what the hell? Who wrote this? I saw my mother all the time. And it was like my, my, and then he realized it was my uncle who looked, took a lot of liberties. Yeah. Anyway. So, well, um, what are you, uh, are you working on? Uh, last time I saw you was in, was in stolen land known as Canada. Is that how I say it? I think that's how they pronounce I'm it. The actual. I think. People. I think it's a harder C. Okay. <laughs> Canada. Canada. Yeah, Canada. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. What What are you working on? Uh, everyone should follow you on Twitter. Also. I, I appreciate that. Um, what am I working on? One is just surviving. I think that's that's key right now. Um, prepping. I'm 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 prepping a lot lately. Um, no, I, I I don't know. Like I actually like. Am, hey, can I curse on here? Oh, yeah. Are yeah. we allowed to yeah. curse? Yeah. Well, hot damn. Well, hot we damn. um. Life slowed down in so many ways. Actually, all right. I'll just say this. I felt like life was crazy before the election, the first two weeks up to it. But I feel like it's gotten even more intense. My workload has increased since the election. And it's just like this mad rush of just frantic energy. I, I know what it is because right, I'm an organizer. I work for an environmental group. Yeah. And if you don't know, don't may not realize this, but Trump and his friends are doing like are going batshit crazy right now to try to get as much done before Biden takes office. Yeah. And so like it's like full steam ahead. You know, they got their little miners hats on. And we're like, let's go. And they're like just going full steam. And so it's I feel like we're in the last segments of an epic hockey match where it's like sudden death the first person scores wins right and you have one side of like trump and all his folks and oil and gas and you have all these people who are like trying to protect the land and native folks and they're like fuck off man and they're just going at it and the goal line is like biden's office like the, the when biden gets in the office but the twisted part about it from our perspective is that the, it that doesn't mean we win like it's just yeah. another fucking dude white old white guy that we got to fight uh just it might be it's a little bit easier but still a fight yeah that's the so. thing right that is a, yeah i mean but 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 dallas i think you maybe missed some of the people he's already named really good environmentalists like cedric richmond who you know is known for being you know terrible when it comes to oil and gas but um if you but if you say that I'm going to have to push back and say, isn't that interesting? Because he's black. Did you see that? The guy at the New York Times literally did that. Sorry, we keep. No, I didn't see that. Oh, yeah. So Sunrise. Did you see this, Leslie? I might not have seen that particular one. I've seen others similar. It's a woke washing technique. But basically, uh, he he the Sunrise Movement had the audacity. And sorry, people who watch my show, because I talk about this uh, a lot, even though it happened like a week ago. I've somehow managed to talk about it like 17 times. But. It drives me crazy. So Sunrise Movement tweeted something critical of this um, of 
Cedric Richmond, who uh, has some position in like public engagement, which interfaces with climate stuff. They said stuff that was negative because they don't like him because he's a bad record. And Jonathan Martin at the New York Times is like, from the beginning, picking a fight with the most influential black staffer. White guy, by the way, yeah. Jonathan Martin. So, um, yeah. So, I mean, it's it's like it's not too different than saying, hey, our foreign policy and war making is going to be a little bit better because you have women in charge. Yeah, right. Right. Like Condi, Condi broke the glass, that that glass ceiling. She shattered, you know, many Iraqi ceilings. I, I, you know, I am trying my best like, to like, be like, OK, let's just get through with one like shit fest and yeah. just work on the next let's not worry about the 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 frosting on the, on the next shit cake you know let's just kind <laughs> yeah. of get through what we have right now right. but i can't help it can't but, help it but we can also push i mean people can organize and make demands now right because people are like he's not even office and i was like well that would be a good time <laughs> yeah. uh, oh, that's, that's yeah. what gets me all the time like when be all right before you know, in the primaries, oh, don't wait, wait. Let's just get through the primaries, and then and then it's the the you know the actual the election general, campaign. Yeah. Well, wait, wait till after the election, and then now it's like, oh, wait until he gets in office, and when he gets in office, say, wait after the first hundred days because you got to give him space. Like, no, when, why should we wait? When yeah. when the right time to actually put pressure? Yeah, now yeah. At, at all points. Yeah, actually, it's going to be after he steps down. That's when it's going to be. Someone posted a really funny image of, of like a timeline when it's okay to tr- criticize. But um, what are you still like? So in this crazy world, are you still doing how, how are you finding the comedic? I mean, I shouldn't say that because I'm like, I mean, that's kind of ridiculous because <laughs> I sound like a real hypocrite because I obviously not to compare myself to you. But anyway, how are you? Uh, you're someone who's actually m- m- much more engaged in things like in the struggle and in organizing. So how do you, is, does that make it that much more necessary and therapeutic? It is absolutely necessary. I'm actually doing a comedy show on Thanksgiving or Thanksgiving. Yeah, Thanksgiving. Um, yeah. And I'm going to be doing it for a native, for a native community out in the Bay Area for like the Native American Health Center, which is a Provides healthcare for Native folks in the uh, SF Bay Area, and I'm excited and nervous as fuck for that because it's like how it's on Thanksgiving. You're talking to a bunch of Indians. You're a Native yourself. How are right. you? Like, it's so much for that. I'm excited for it. I'm nervous, but you know, um, it's it's so hard. Like the, I, I'm gonna ask for some violins to be played for me right now, but it's like crazy to be an organizer, but at the same time try to do comedy. Cause in some spaces I can't, I feel like I'm not allowed to be funny because you have to right. be serious all the damn time and you have to be hard all the damn time. And then when you try to bring comedy into it, it you are seeing um, like you're, yeah, you are being disrespectful, which I love. I love yeah. when I, when it comes off very disrespectful. Yeah. So it's, I think that's what keeps me going in this time is when when I can bust a good joke when people are very very into the zone of being serious. Yeah, I mean yeah. you have license, right? Because uh, what you're doing, I mean that should give you some. Obviously, some people always have, will have a stick up their ass or think pe- things are inappropriate or problematic. But like, yeah, I mean i I, I think it's I got street cred. I don't yeah. know what it is. Yeah. Like you know that definitely comes into play. I so I um I I did a and you've been arrested episode. and you've been doing all these. You know you were at um um Standing Rock. You got arrested. Mm-hmm. You put your body on the line. Yeah, uh, um, Jill Stein beat me with a baton, but it was very consensual. <laughs> like, oh, but, it, yeah, it went there. You know, I got street cred that way. Uh, no, I um. So I was on this, I, I did an episode of Drunk History on the Comedy Central. It's a, oh, a great. TV show. And that was like a year or two ago. And it was kind of funny because I didn't, one of my, uh, an acquaintance, he's an actor, pretty, he's in a bunch of different shows. His name's Zon McLaren. He's like the native guy that you go to. Um, he is like that one native guy that had all the- coming down his cheek? Huh? Yes. At, he has a permanent cheek? tear that's always falling yeah. at all points. Um and he was like the there's that one native in uh Westworld that got like the whole episode to himself. That was him. Um, but 
he got asked to do it and it was about Alcatraz and drunk history is like, basically they retell the story and someone's drunk and they're telling the story. And he was super nervous. Cause he was like, Oh shit. I don't want people to get mad at me. I don't want other natives to get mad at me. Cause there's a stigma about drinking and right. there's a stigma about like a serious issue. And so he called right. me out of the balloon and said, Hey, should I do this? And I was like, fuck do it, man. Like yeah. it's, it's like, this is storytelling and we use comedy to tell stories. Just fucking do it. And uh, he did it. And then he was like, you know what? He told the director, he's like, hey, I think you should get Dallas to do it too. So I got jumped in there as well. Oh, and cool. what was crazy about it is that there was backlash. Like yeah. before the episode even came out, because people were so, they didn't know what it was. All they saw was drunk history about about the occupation right, of Alcatraz, right. where a bunch of native folks fucking occupied Alcatraz, took it over. Most people don't know it. Go check it out. Yeah. Uh, but uh People were really upset before it even came out. And these were all our own native people. And I was like, yeah. had to take the heat. But at the same time, I recognized the heat was a little bit less because they knew who I was. Mm. Yeah. And the work that I did. So I recognized, I recognized that privilege going in that space. Right. It's, what are you looking yeah. at? What, what are you, what's right, over Dad, there? Dad, why what's are you coming there? in here? I'm recording. Oh, sorry. You have a sudden ass. Sorry. I'm the worst daughter ever. Thank you. All right, hold on. You're not even going to know what he did, my dad. You're going to, he brought is, me a drink that I, is her dad a little person? Thank you. <laughs> he's not that small. He's not that small. I think it's just their perspective. Okay. Well, I think she's her, looking just, down. Just no disrespect. looking down. Cool. I cool he, he is. My dad loves books. So I thought he was going to pitter patter around the book. Sorry. What were you saying? Nothing. Nothing. No. Nothing. Thanks, nothing. Dad. Thanks, Dad. Your dad looks tiny because it looks like you're looking down at him. I asked if he was. Yeah, I asked if he was a little person. Dad, you were like, can you come come here? What? Say hi. Can you say hi? You'll see him. I want you. You guys should say hi to him. Yeah, get out of my room, Dad. <laughs> I'm doing something. He often has a, a mismatch. Dad, say hi. Hi, 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 hi. Hello. This is Leslie, who you have you met in real life, and this is Dallas Goldtooth, who I is don't a think we've um, met water in protector. real life yet. Okay. You've probably seen him on Democracy Now. Nice to meet you, sir. Nice to okay, meet great. you. Great, great meeting, guys. So let, let, let her drink her water. <laughs> yeah, yeah, water. Okay, gotcha. Thanks. Bye, Dad. See that? That was a smooth oh, wait, dad Did you say some shit? I didn't. I took my headphones off. What'd you say? That was a smooth dad move. Like smooth dad he just move, right? he covered for you. Water. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was good, right? Yeah. He, you know, yeah. Your dad kind of has Mandy Patinkin vibes. He kind of does, yeah. And also um Mandy Patinkin and also a lot of Einstein. But um <laughs> uh I'm sorry, Dallas, I cut you off when I was so my dad oh drunk no, sorry. I was trying to show not tell because we we're talking about drunk history. <laughs> oh, you planned it. Okay. The whole thing, yeah. yeah. Brilliant. Absolutely yeah. brilliant. Um, but I, I was going to say, like, it reminds me of when you were like, you can get away with it. But reminds me of the uh, uh, the office when when um, Steve, Steve Carell's, what is it, Michael something, is really mad that he can't. <laughs> You've seen the diversity episode, right? Like the, I think it's the first episode. He gets really mad. They have a diversity training. Um, and one of the things he wants to bring up is why <laughs> he can't recite this Chris Rock monologue. Oh, God. Oh, yes. Yeah. So that reminded me I was going to make some stupid joke about how, why can't I get away with those that stuff? Well, you know, that br brings up to something I kind of got in trouble for. I'm kind of curious about your perspective, Dallas, because what you just mentioned kind of uh, deals with this. Because I mentioned the fact that, you know, of all the things that black people have shown that they do better than white people. One thing that white people have us beat us on, and your people too, Katie, definitely have yeah. us beat on are sitcoms. Seinfeld, Curb Your Enthusiasm. Curb, I'll claim Curb. It's yeah. always sunny in Philadelphia. I think those three shows are much better than any black sitcoms. And mm. I think the reason mm. why is because when you look at any, those shows allow the characters to be as depraved and horrible as oh, possible. Yeah. And I no don't think, politics and I don't think anybody making a black 
you know, sitcom wants to put that perspective out of black people. And certainly, and I don't think any of the companies really do either. So they can't really get into the depths of like depraved, messed up comedy that right. my favorite sitcoms get into. Because when you look at something like Blackish, even though most of those characters are kind of bad people, they still spend about a third of the episode explaining black history to you. So it right. gets close. And certainly something like The Cosby Show, where he was trying to do pro-black propaganda basically by showing how great the family is so they right. could never do a uh you know cosby would never want to do like a black you know curve, of a, curve, a yeah. curve yeah i mean he wants to do a lot of horrible other things but not that <laughs> yeah right do, yeah. if only he put his heart into that yeah um yeah and then what about um okay this is what is the preferred like if i'm so talking about culture television do I say what's the adjective, Dallas? That culture I, television. Sorry, this is totally oh, unfair. Urban, um, of course. No, for no, um, no, uh, well, urban for you know, urban is so terrible for rural black people. It's such a, it's such a terrible thing to say. It's it a slur. Make, yeah. It's a slur. <laughs> I'm, I'm putting it as a slur, but no, native, indigenous, first nation. I, like I, I'm just gonna. Sure. For 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 TV, yeah, for, no, for any like I was gonna say, and what is the oh, you know, I, 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 I like native. That's native, like, okay. that's my preference because it's short, right, right, straight to the point. Indigenous seems like super like formal, right? It, yeah, it it's does, like yeah. when you introduce your first date to your parents, it's indigenous, but native is like the short version. Like that's right to the. So point, once you know? they get like once your date is is like once you're together, then you can use native. Yeah, like yeah, once yeah. It's beyond formality. I see what you're yeah, saying. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it does have it. It has a certain, but native can also after, have an anthropological. And then, and then after that, it becomes Steve. So Steve, right? Indigenous native, then you become Steve. Steve, yeah, that's the um, trajectory. Yeah, yeah. that's but the what, bedroom. That's the bedroom name, you know, Steve. Bedroom name, yeah, yeah. Steve. Actually, I I was never thought about that, Leslie. Like that is pretty damn true. Like, like I'm thinking about even. Native writers and other folks of color who are writing in writers' rooms, and and I, so I'm a, I I'm with the comedy group Fortune Ninety Ones, and most of the other guys are actually writing right now. There are there's two different um, TV shows that they're working on at this moment, and that are not the fourteen that are not really that are not Fourteen Ninety One projects. Yeah, they're not Fourteen Ninety Ones like labeled, but they yeah. are like they're projects that they're all in on. Um, I was able to be I was. In the the pilot episode for my brother, my bro Sterling Harjo, his show that's got is going to be on FX. Is he so related I'm, I'm to Harjo? No, they're not. That's very okay. racist, and thank you very much. Oh, is that, that, is that not is that a yeah. common name? Is that a common it is, name? It, yeah, it is actually, name? It's a super common name amongst Creek and Seminole peoples. It. It's like Smith. Yeah. Um, but Sterling Harjo, he is actually uh, working on a show called Reservation Dogs, and it's co co created with Taika Waititi, who's the Maori director who made Thor, the yeah. Thor movie. He's and he's not just Maori, by the way. Do you know what else he is? Oh, he's also Jewish. Yes, thank yes. you. That's why he could make oh. that movie about how funny <laughs> Hitler is. Oh my God, you're right. Exactly. Yeah. Can you imagine if he hadn't been Jewish and he brought that somewhere? Anyway, yeah. <laughs> People have been looking at him like, yeah. what? Like, no, no, yeah. seriously, it's yeah. funny. It's yeah. gonna be funny. <laughs> no, so I think that I looked for it. I was in that. I did a pilot episode for Reservation Dogs. I'm looking forward to where that goes, and it was really great. But I think Leslie, you're right on. I think there's a hesitancy even amongst our own to be like go to the depravity and that like to really air out the dirty laundry of sorts. Yeah, because they're like, ah, fuck. You know, they're gonna judge us by this. This is, we're we're just playing into their hands. They're always the ambiguous they. Yes. I wonder how much the this just popped into my head, but like with respectability politics, obviously, you know, economic questions are so related and obviously there's slavery and colonialism. And then, you know, so there it's not like these things all track on parallels, but there is something to like. um, I don't know. There's something to the and I'm I'm, I'm using my Jewish license here now to try to, to say something, but there's something to. Just, I guess the like, how do you say this without making it sound like Jews run the media? I don't, I don't even know if I can say it honestly. So I'll probably have to pause that. But um, <laughs> there's something to the like the I don't know the the I'm trying to think of the stereotypes about Jews that would be 
communicated in, I don't know, like the funniest episode of Curb Your Enthusiasm. I think we talked about this last week is like the Seder episode and the Orthodox Jew one. But it's which ones were those? Um, you're like, I thought that was Christmas. Would you look at that? No, uh, did you you watch Curb? No, yeah, I do. I haven't watched all of them, but my, my favorite and the funniest one is when he was sleeping with a Palestinian girl. Yeah, 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 that was hilarious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, I think, um, I prefer. Oh, uh, by the way, Sam, Sam just wrote in the chat, um, uh, you got to watch Atlanta. You got to watch Atlanta. Atlanta yeah. is good. Yeah. Atlanta is very good. But, like, the problem is Donald Glover is just so damn creative. He doesn't just want to do comedy. He wants to do everything. So he doesn't just focus on making the sick. He try, he ev- There's everything in this sh- in that show. It's a really mm-hmm. fantastic show. But it's not just a, it's not a pure sitcom. That's the only reason right. I would uh, knock it. And it's not even right. a knock. It's just trying to do something different. Right. So I... I, I saw this <laughs> I don't really know if the source is true but I saw this random thing um that it wasn't like someone posted like hey we're not this is not anti-semitic but, which is always a warning sign yeah, when you yeah. hear that um and it was a native person they're saying just like the numbers of Jewish people in the United States compared to the numbers of American Indians or Native Americans or yeah. Native people in the state is actually pretty damn comparable I guess uh-huh. like and but the representation of Jews on TV compared to the representation of natives on TV. Oh yeah, of course, is crazy disproportionate. And it, it the, the well, also behind the cam, like not just on the screens, right, but behind yeah. like yeah, the writers and directors, yeah, yeah. And it was just like in a recognition of like, hey, like the point of what they were trying to make is not to say, hey, f those guys, but more like, right. look, there's there's inequities across the board here. And there's a reason like we really need to get more folks, native folks into the media, not just in front of the camera, but behind who are creators themselves. Oh, I think they were saying, wait, well, how does that go? Jews will not replace us. I'm just kidding. Sorry, I had to. I'm sorry. Oh, that, that, that was good. So, that was good, Kate. My Jewish license, that depravity license. And see, that's why I, I maybe this is a little problematic for me to say, I'm actually glad that uh, Jewish people are overrepresented in the media because you put out a lot of good stuff. Yeah, you do a lot of good, you do good work. Yeah. No, you do but good work. It, uh, I, I was actually about to uh, say, like, I just realized a, a thing of a act of like whitewashing native a native story well not necessarily a native story but about a native one flew over is the cuckoo's nest um that's based on a book and if you actually read the book the main character is not the jack nicholson character the main character uh-huh. is the chief chief brahman and like the whole theme of the book is about like indigenous people like being um forced to live on reservations and that loss of humanity and dignity and masculinity and this and the main character dealing with that and seeing this you know uh white guy jack nicholson character who you know can walk you know proud even though he's in you know what they call a loony bin back then and him seeing that and actualizing himself and trying and the first thing he wants to do is go back to um not to to his ancestral land where they built like a dam like there's all this that's what the book is actually about but when you get to the movie they just change the main character for some reason and no one knows no one thinks about it wow absolutely you know my growing up there's two films that i absolutely love because the way they represented native people in it and those two films one of them is Die Hard 3 because Graham Greene, native actor, plays one of the lieutenants that, that is part of the NYPD that helps find the bomb. The native actor. I knew he's native actor because I used to watch native movies and he was in it. And I love that. And uh, the other one is, um, is it's uh, the movie Heat. Oh, that actor. I know you're talking oh, about. And West, West Studi is in, in the movie Heat. And he oh, just plays yeah. a dude. Just a person, yeah. but because growing up, we've seen him in all the other movies, like the native movies. And oh. I'm like, I knew who he was. Yep. Grand oh, yep. yeah, yeah, yeah. Grand plays one of the cops. And, and who's the other actor you mentioned? West Studi. Most, most folks, most folks will remember West Studi. He plays the bad Pawnee, the bad Indian, and in dances with wolves with a handprint all over his face. That's uh, West Studi. Okay. How do you spell but it? W e s 
then studious s-t-u-d-i and like those are like the most memorable moments for me sometimes because i'm like hey they were just playing regular people's (laughs) yeah yeah they were just being people um i love those moments I, I also thought for the longest time that Mel Kilmer was native, and I used to watch. Uh, <laughs> I used to watch uh, Willow and Mad Mardigan in Willow. I totally was like that dude. That's native. He's native. Well, he, it's just ironic because wasn't he in the um, Leonard Peltier movie? Yeah, he was in Th- Thunderheart. Right. Yeah. He, he played the Washington Red. That's what they call oh, them now. So yeah, yeah. Magua and Mo- Mohicans. Yeah, I'm looking at the comments. Folks, oh god i know it's very distracting i sometimes have to zoom it out and then yeah um <laughs> i just not, not sound like i can leave this but um yeah it's true i mean I, so i met you at this conference in in canada in calgary was that what it was it was the res um oh yeah red talk red talk red x no, talk. R- red blood it was a blood blood tribes kainai yeah yeah, it was and on the Cowboy, Cowboy um Cowboy Smith. Smith was there. It was yep. really cool. And um so and- I, I love the way the words that we're using make no sense to people. Blood, <laughs> the blood tribe, cowboy smith was there. Actually, we're repeating the spoken word that we we performed. That's what we yeah. invited to that conference to do. But um <laughs> I remember um I, I'm actually I'll I'll text trying to find ask my friend what it was, but Gabor Mate spoke, and for people who don't know, um, Gabor Mate was born in um, Budapest during the Holocaust and was hidden by like Christian family. Um, and he said that something you hear a lot, and I have I've heard this argument made. I don't think by anyone I know. I think I've just heard in passing, um, which is going to sound so sketchy. But like, well, why are our G- Jews were, you know, kill- they were killed. So many of them. How come they're OK? Usually you hear that compared with black people and it, that argument in the United States. Mm-hmm. But um, I think in Canada, it's more of a native. Right. That, that mm-hmm. argument is with native people. And not like I was ever sold on that idea. Like, oh, yeah, good point. Obviously, because there's like a thousand reasons for why that's an absurd thing to say. But I, he said something that I hadn't th- thought of before, which was that. um there's a difference between, you know, being kind of like killed off, um, a lot of people killed off, and then people fleeing, staying there or fleeing or, or moving, whatever, and being like colonized where you are. Mm-hmm. And how that, that is a totally different experience. Um, and you can't compare those two things and you can't, it's not like a controlled experiment where it's like two persecuted groups. One does relatively well financially. The other doesn't. Why? But, uh, yeah. Can, I, but I, can we get some AB testing going? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, if we're, I mean, humanity's ending anyway, we might as well set these kind of questions. Like if the fascism is coming, at least we can put it to use for science to see yeah. actually it are, it are there genetic differences. Yeah. Just put us through each other's trauma totally. and see if we can really get to the bottom of this. Yeah. It'll be such a beautiful, <laughs> we could have the, a, an actual, Oppression Olympics. Yes. Think about it. Yeah. Oh God! The actual oh, God. Olympics. Yeah. That oh, you know, geez. just oh. find a stadium, put us all in there. You know, just have us just just lay it all out there. Who yeah. Those it are, works? These are the things we lost when Trump didn't get reelected because we could yeah. have had it. I saw well, there was a hashtag. There was some trending hashtag. The things Trump, what like things good things trump did or something like it, it was ironic it was an ironic right. hashtag or people are saying that we're thankful for things i'm thankful for yeah. trump for i'm you know i'm i'm gonna miss the fact that we didn't get to have the oppression olympics right. yeah, you I know. know too bad it's not too, too late just like they're trying to get all these these <laughs> these drilling done oh yeah all of them they're the trailblazers literally yeah i was you know what you were saying actually resonates i, I remember once um this sounds so cliche but when i was in college i was in a poetry class and i went to i went to a school i, I went to uc berkeley out in the bay area so it's just, you know go figure out the job i ended up in i didn't see right. that coming yeah but or the poetry yeah yeah or the poetry but i remember like sitting there and it was like all these folks of color who are my friends who are all like just putting their shit out there and they're talking about all the the traumas they've been through. And it's like civil war here and genocide here and civil war here and all that. And um, 
I remember going home and writing because that's what you do in poetry. And I, I remember the unique nature that the hearing all those words of amazing poetry, talking about all the traumas that their communities are struggling with. And they as individuals are carrying as, as a part of that cycle and realizing for me, if I, writing it down for like a lot of native folks that for what people sometimes externalize, like the trauma or what happened happened over there, but right. we're still experiencing it in a very personal sense. The civil war was there or they're bombing over here or they're attacking over there. And I'm feeling that. But for a lot of native folks, that attack is here. Yeah. That trauma happened here and you're still processing what happened here as well as what's happening now. Right. And, and you're I was still like, here. Yeah. And you're still here. Right. And I was like, God damn it. I need a tea. I need some, mm -hmm. I need to get out of this room and put this pen down because it was too much for me. Too much. Yeah. But I, I think that honestly, I have a lot of faith in the direction that uh, like native content, like black comedy, like native comedy where it's all going. I think we're getting full. I want to get us to a place where we can start just showing the worth of us yeah, and not exactly. being afraid and tapping yeah. into the comedy of that. And, and, I'm, yeah. and I'm already expecting some of that, but I feel like we want to get to that point where we can start really just be self-deprecating and using that as comedy. Cause that's what I think that's what inspires me as a com comedian. That yeah. was the type of humor that really resonated with me was this, this whole self-deprecation kind of approach. Yeah. Well, Speaking of self-deprecation, not to brag, but do you know, apparently there's a study, I should probably cite it because I mention every now and then, apparently you know who the most self-deprecating people are. I love you guess. Ashkenazi Jews. Notice, <laughs> not all Jews, not the Sephardic. They oh, take no. themselves very seriously, yeah. but Ashkenazi Jews, yeah. Um, well, yeah, you you said exact what you said and what Gabor Mate was about a thousand times more eloquent than what I said trying to paraphrase Gabor Mate. But yeah, I think that's something that I didn't think about. And I guess even you didn't think about it until you were comparing your situation with other people like who were processing, right? Their yeah. their trauma or oppression, but it really is. It's like a trappedness. I mean, there's something obviously there's something like kind of beautiful and resilient about it because you're still here, not you. Well, you are Dallas, but I mean, people. Thank who you are, for that permission. Yeah. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Oh yeah. For letting you stay. Yeah. I was yeah. Are you kidding. I wasn't even around then. Um, but it is, it is, it's a very different thing. And I, and I think also like the, just since we're doing the oppression Olympics, um, you know, just the aware, awareness of, uh, uh, this, the, the geographical separation also, um, is is somewhat unique. Like people will go their whole lives without n meeting someone who's native, probably that they know of. Honestly, mm -hmm. a lot of people are. But like, I mean, I don't know. I not. It, I certainly never. You know, you don't. Not everyone meets an Elizabeth Warren. Leslie, that was for you. Yes, a full. Uh, you know, a truly indigenous <laughs> yeah. woman of color who. Yeah. A bold, uh, strong woman of color. Yeah. Yeah. So brave. Yeah. Stru big structural belly. Brave. Yeah. What was that yes. like, by the way? Um, <laughs> what was that experience like? Uh, What's that? Like just watching Warren ne negotiate that. You talk about. Oh, it was so funny. It was so hilarious to me. To be absolutely honest, like it's like, ooh, I want to see these two white people talk about this like this is really interesting what comes out i know a lot of folks were upset about it like a lot of friends who are doing a lot of great work people? oh i don't know what are we talking about what oh, white people are I, we talking about i was i was talking about just just warren you know tapping into her indigenous ancestry as oh a, i was talking about i was talking about trump and trump and her going back and forth oh, about oh, the her going back and forth. oh yeah, yeah i was talking about oh no, yeah, yeah. Uh, i think it was it was such a bizarre scenario with with the Elizabeth Warren and the Pocahontas stuff because Pocahontas, right? Yeah, like it's so it was a tough place because for like a lot of Native folks who were like, like they're like, yeah, she's not like she doesn't have like legitimate claims. Like even the right. Cherokee Nation has said like you don't have legitimate claims. Right. Like you, why are you saying that? But at the same time, it's like, fuck you, dude. Like you, you're oh, fucking a racist. Like what are you? 
What, right. Ah, yeah. What do we do? Who do we go after? Right. Like it was. That's why uh, I found comedic about it. It's right. just like the tough situation where you couldn't defend either side. Yeah. 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 Like, is it racist? To call someone wearing blackface the N word is basically like the situation <laughs> yeah. that was happening. Yeah, right. I think it's yes and. Yes yeah. Right, but how much does your how much of uh, how much uh, can you put your heart into like condemning it, right? Without also wanting to be like, not that the blackface thing isn't problematic mm, yes. too, yeah. but um, yeah. And uh, what about wh- why do you think? Um, how was Bernie? What do you think of Bernie Sanders? I'll just ask that question. Oh, Uncle Bernie. I'm a Bernie. Everyone, everyone's uncle. Yeah. Uncle Bernie. Yo, Bernie. Uncle Bernie. Uncle oh, Bernie. I don't know what to say. I like the dude. I don't yeah. know. I, I, I love Bernie. Yeah. Um, I, I think honestly, B- Bernie back in 2016, right? That's when it was like the big thing, right? When Standing Rock was happening. Yeah. It was election time was going on. And of all the folks that were talking on a political level in that space, Bernie is the only one that like resonated with those of us who are fucking facing off with two cops, you know, who are dealing right. with rubber bullets and tear gas and who are not only talking about the immediate fight against a fucking pipeline project, but who are also talking about this system of capitalism overall and just the innate exploitative 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 nature of this system like that's why like everyone's like yeah like fuck we're on board with this guy yeah um and i don't think it's gone away i think that that admiration and and i think that uh, i'll say for me it's not just like hey that's the white savior it's just like the points that he's make he has made time after time resonate so strongly with me that i agree with that and i'm like i appreciate that guy that man for the, what he's brought to this space as well as fucking countless others who continuously try to fight the system and try to work towards something different. So I, I am definitely on, on board and a Bernie. I actually got asked. So I was being vetted to be uh, what is it, like a surrogate. Surrogate, Yeah. Yeah. So like someone asked me like one of the, someone from their native team, yeah. he's like, would you want to do it? And I'm like, yeah, sure. Fuck, I'll do it. I'll, I'll, I'll go yeah. out there and, I'll I'll speak the good word. Yeah, and they started vetting me the week he dropped out. Uh, <laughs> like, ah, oh, damn it! Damn it! it yeah. I that's the crazy part. I'm not a really political person. I I wasn't. I've gotten more engaged in it. But like, I didn't like I didn't vote for Obama. So I went to see a movie on election day. Like, that's how bad. Like, I just was not engaged. Yeah. There's nothing that pulled me into it until. That, that 2016 election, all the shit that was going on in Sandin Rock, but also just hearing the words that he was saying. So yeah. I was like, yeah, I'll be a surrogate. I'll try to help. Yeah. I'll do it. Oh, man. I'll, I'll, I'll carry his baby. I'll surrogate for him. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and anything else? I know that you don't have, uh, I think you've been super, I mean, I know you've been super generous. I, I was going to say, I think you are coming up on your, on your deadline for having to go back to your family, but I want to make sure, uh, you know, this has been a kind of open-ended convo. So anything that you want to make sure that we hit liberal tier, Karen's tears, you mentioned something oh, about that Karen's tears. Yeah. I, I, um, I talked to my elders and they all advised against me saying, like publicly saying this. I, um, I just feel so compelled to share a truth with all our, I think people in this country, we're at a place now where we can start just, sharing about our our culture the secrets of native american peoples you know the monolith that is indians and tomorrow is a pretty important day for some people tomorrow in the united states or the so-called united states of america um there's a lot of celebration that will be happening within the monolith that is the american indian culture and one major part of that that i have to like truth tell about it is that millions and millions of Native American people will be washing their bodies in the tears of white people. And we just want to say thank you for all the tears you've shed in such a brave way and that we are, will wash ourselves in those. And um, I just wanted to share that. So that's some truth. Don't tell anybody. Do not okay, tell anybody yeah. because that's a ceremony unto itself. That we don't even know about. We didn't that know. You, where know, you didn't even know yeah. that. Yeah. See, yeah. we're still alive, resilient. 
And my and, kids, they're already asleep. They put themselves oh, asleep. Okay. There's a kid on the on the stairwell already asleep. You know, so <laughs> they're okay. Over him. Yeah. Um, and can you can you um I, what's your the character's name, the good good way character? The good way, which character? Oh, the 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 cow MC. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can you tell us? Can you just give us a message from him? Yeah. That's well, I actually, I would, I would love to say that. Um, this is like a more, a more serious note, but it's just like I'm. What I am excited for is just right now. We're going into this crazy time with you know transitioning to Biden, but I'm really fucking excited for all the people that have been politicized and like yeah. who. Who are not cloud, like, who are not disillusioned, who are like really like, if shit doesn't go our way, if it's not going in the direction, we're still going to raise a ruckus. Right. There's, there, there's still going to be fires. And they're not, you know, that's that's what folks are committed to because I think that there has been a, a spark going. And so I'm, I'm really excited for that, but to keep uh, uh, the feet beneath the flame of sorts, to really push for uh, systemic change in this country. And I love to see the, the, the arts. I see. I love to see comedy, and I love to see just all forms of art really pick up on that. Continue to push that. Um, and in general, I, I I think there's so much uncertainty in the world that I have complete. I have to have complete faith in our ability to continue to cause a ruckus. Yeah. Um, so I'm excited for that. And my character. So I, for folks that don't don't know, I do this. Um, we started off this comedy group I started where I co-founded called the 1491s. Most of the guys are doing writing. Like I mentioned, they're on Hollywood doing their thing, making money. And I'm over here raising kids. No, you know, no humble brag. I'm trying, yeah. I'm raising my kids in a good way. Unlike those right. guys, I'm doing, I'm doing my job as a dad, but I, we started making videos and honestly, the source of our comedy is ourselves as Indian men. Like we just talk shit about Indian men. And like, native men like we just because we're so dysfunctional that's fucking hilarious at times and the, the power yeah. mc is the yeah the power mc is the quintessential native man who is always like taking up so much space and it's like that every community gathering he's the one guy you don't want to get the microphone because you know you're going to be there for four days <laughs> listening to his exploits you know he's the guy that goes all right before before i say anything let me say a few words you know, it starts off the sentence like that. You know, you're in hardship. Yeah. Yes. And I don't know if that guy exists in other communities, but he's pretty damn strong. Oh, we, we the have them. They're usually we have them. They're usually bishops in church. They're usually bishops in church. In black, Ours in are medicine. Then. Hey, yeah. yeah. People, hey, there you go. So, like, yeah, the, Paulo MC. Aho, uh -oh, he talks like this in very good way. Uh huh. Yeah. Uh -oh. I want to send good words and good prayers and good thoughts out there to all the little ones out there that made me the man I am. You're welcome, you know. And uh, you know, I've made a, a many a many people cry with the sound of my voice. And I want to say you're welcome for giving you that gift. And oh yeah, that's the character. And I always wondered growing up, like every powwow, every social gathering, there's always that guy that has that MC voice. Uh -huh, yeah. Ha ha yeah, ha 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 ha. That weird makes weird noises and i wonder does he sound like that in the bedroom you know <laughs> that guy Ooh, ha, ha. oh look at that it's also the same guy that does like the that mcs the um the rodeos so i wonder if he does talks the same way <laughs> okay but thank you so much for having me on i'm so happy i was, I yeah, was able to thank join you, you so much thank for coming on yeah Great and uh you yeah, and and make sure you tell us if there's anything that we need to do. You want Whitey to do on Thanksgiving? Besides <laughs> cry, make give sure the you... land back. Oh, give that's the good. Land back. Keep your tears. Uh -oh. Give the land back. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's yeah, good. Uh, that's good, Katie. Yeah. Start collecting the tears though, because we will use those as right. celebration. Thank you. Oh. Um, you can follow. Everyone can follow me. I'm on all the socials under Dallas Goldtooth, and. Um, you can follow the work I do at the Indigenous Environmental Network. We're going to be unveiling some fucking action soon and doing some really strong push on Biden to do the right fucking thing. Um, and I think actually what you could, if you want to educate yourself, is there's an acronym that most Native people know. 
because it just it's it's a dictates our life. It's a big part of the fight. It's called FPIC. 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 It stands for Free, Prior, and Informed Consent, and that is the the struggle where we're at. Is that that we we demand that that if there's any project that affects our folks, any national project that requires federal approval, that you have to obtain the consent of the people who it's going to affect. I mean, that's a basic human right. And the United States government needs to step up and do the right thing and recognize free, prior, and informed consent from indigenous peoples. So check it out. FPIC, FPIC. We'll be, put, we'll be doing some work to uh, let people be more aware of it. And we're going to be going after Joe to get him to do something about it, too. Yeah, so. and, and Dallas, I just want to ask you one quick question before you go. From the black community now. When you get the black community, yes, the black community. When you get all the land back, can we stay? Oh hell yeah, bro! Oh cool, cool. Yeah, man. Land back for us, for all of us. Reparations across the board. Awesome, awesome. We we killed so many of us. We got room, so we got we got this. And one question from I want to make sure you Dallas and Jackie, Kali Aa. Kali Aa will be performing live Thanksgiving for Comedy Night. When is it, Dallas? How do people sign up? Dang. Who's this person coming this out of the This person is Stephanie Welch. Well, thank you, Stephanie Welch, for that plug that's tomorrow. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was a closed group. I didn't know it was public. Um, check it. All right. How about this? Go to my Facebook. Follow me on Facebook, Dallas Goldtooth, and, or on Twitter, and I will post about it so you can watch a comedy show if it's or if public. You, yeah, and if not, you can just post and be like, hi guys, sorry. It's uh some, you know. <laughs> yeah, F off. Sorry. Yeah, F off. It's my yeah. day. I could say that. Yeah. Totes. Well, yeah, thank you. And I will put the links to your to your stuff, to your projects. And um, yeah, let us know what actions you need uh people to be working on. Absolutely. Will do. Because you know, you both. Leslie and I, I don't think there's anyone in the world who enjoys dragging Biden more than me or Leslie. So <laughs> we're there for the fight. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. All right. We'll talk to you later. Okay. Thank you great. so much. Thanks so much, Dallas. Bye. Bye. That was great. Very funny. Love that yes, character. Very funny. In a good awesome. way. Good yeah. guess. Good guess. Thank you. Good guess for me. Good guess for me as co host, Kate. Thank I you. know. Perfect, right? Make sure you follow Dallas at Dallas Goldtooth on Twitter. Also go to the website of his organization, I-E-N-E-A-R-T-H dot org. Don't forget to become Patreon supporters so you can hear and or see my analysis with Leslie Lee, where we go over a woman who accuses me of making her cry at a baby shower, and also uh, some claims that I'm a Russian infiltrator. And also, Rania Kalik and I read some hate tweets that were written about us by someone who, it turns out, works for Scooter Libby. Good to know. Patreon.com slash The Katie Helper Show. Again, that's Patreon.com slash The Katie Helper Show. Thank you so much for listening to The Katie Helper Show. See you next time. The Katie Helper Show is edited by Ted Reedy and or Dorsey Shaw. Our theme song is by the band Cordova. 